Welcome to SlayerFest 98. I'm your host, Ian Carlos Crawford, and co-hosting with me today for this very special episode, I have Dumpster Raccoon, pop culture critic, and doctor, right? Doctor, that's right. <laughs> Anthony Oliveira, hello, how is everybody? Um, and we have an extremely special guest with us today. He played Charles Gunn on Angel, Mike Peterson, aka Deathlock on Agent of, C- of S.H.I.E.L.D., and now plays Dr. Oliver Post on The Council of Dads. Please welcome... J. August Richards. Hey. <laughs> Such a pleasure to have you here. It's a big like week for you. First of all, Charles Gunn on Angel twenty years ago now. Is that right? Man, can you believe it? Unbelievable. I mean, we, we did celebrate the twentieth anniversary of Angel with the Entertainment Weekly cover, um, but my character didn't join until episode. I guess. Let me see. Twenty, I think. I watched it again last night. It's so good. Warzone. Episode twenty. So that gave me like another few months until my character officially premiered. So someone reminded me on Twitter that morning, and they said, "Do you know that today is the twentieth anniversary of Warzone?" And I was like, "Oh my god, that's so cool!" So I put up the post that I did, and I thought it would be a good idea for us all to like share gifts and lines and stuff. So that was really fun. That was a really dope weekend. Do you remember filming Warzone? Oh God, yeah, every minute of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> even before that, how did you how did you get involved with Angel as a project? Well, it came to me as an audition. Um, I think the pilot season before it, I tested to play the lead character on the show Popular on the WB, oh. and. Uh, the NAACP had been pressing the networks to um, add more series regulars of color because in that pilot season, with all the new shows that came out, there was not one series regular of color. So so the following pilot season, I think it was two pilot seasons in a row that that happened. So then the next pilot season, they were doing um, non-traditional casting. I went all the way down to the wire to play the most popular guy in high school, the football jock. Dude, and um, in my spirit, I know that I won the role, but I think I really pressed the WB to the point where they were like, yeah, he's the best actor for the role, but we can't hire a black guy to be the most popular guy in school on this show. So I just didn't get the part. And then I suddenly started going in for all of their other shows. Unfortunately, Angel came up and I think it was kind of um, open ethnicity as well. They were looking at a lot of different types of guys. And um, I read for I read for the casting director first. She and I really clicked. And then she asked me to come back and read for Joss and David Greenwald. And it was like, I mean, we really clicked. Like, um, you know how you, you feel like you're in the presence of your people, like of people who get you and you would get. That's how I felt meeting them for the first time. And, and so, yeah, I ended up testing for the role and booking the role, which was a guest star for three episodes with the option to become a series regular the following season. And that's how it came into my work. Oh, no, I always, I always wondered that because, yeah, Gunn doesn't come in till like the very end. And then he's a series regular at the start of season two, right? Yeah. That's... Yes. Yeah, so that was kind of the part of the structure of the deal. I looked at it as like an extended audition or like a screen test. Like I had three episodes to, for them to see if I fit in or how I did. And it just, uh, it just all went really well. Cool, cool. Um, well, I do have to mention to you that we had um, the politician Stacey Abrams on the podcast oh. recently. 
And yeah. I will let you know, she name dropped you specifically as someone she, you and Charisma Carpenter were like two of her favorites on the show. I had the pleasure of uh, talking with her on the phone not too long ago. Um, we have a mutual friend. And um, when she found out that the friend knew me, we ended up getting on the phone and having a conversation. So that's pretty cool. Isn't she so nice? She is. I mean, maybe the future vice president. And we could both say we we knew the the future vice president before then, right? Yeah. So where did you talk to her on here on the podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's she's awesome. a she's a huge Buffy and Angel fan. She's a huge nerd in general. She's like so <laughs> cool and chill. It's great. Don't you love it? Don't you just love it? Yeah, that one I definitely put in my homework for that interview. It was like I think a good six months we were emailing back and forth and. She had a day free in January and they emailed me and were like, hey, how about this week? You know, she would like to talk with you. I was like, what? Yeah, of course. You know? Oh my God. Congratulations. <laughs> but yeah, I always tell any guests like, oh, just so you know, she like name dropped you. Like she's a huge fan of Buffy and Angel, which is- That's too cool. Yeah. <laughs> but wow. so I wanted to talk to you about um, what inspired you to come out? Was it so was it uh, your character on Council of Dads, since he also is gay? Um, but I know you've played a gay character before. Um, but what inspired you this time? Well, you know, I think it was a um, it was a series of coming outs, if you will. And so uh, the way that that kind of transpired was, you know, when I booked the role and shot the pilot. Um, well, actually, even before we shot the pilot. So, you know, there was something about this character that was landing really close to the vest. Um, and this is your character on Council of Dads. My character on Council of Dads. And in terms of the intimacy of the drama and the intimacy of the characters, I recognized that a wall that I had erected, my entire career was one that was going to get in the way of me giving the best performance I could give on the show. And especially when it came to the character of Robin, who is my character's not only friend, but family. And I knew that what I wanted to communicate with the show, you would need to feel like Robin and Oliver were family, even though they were not related. And so as an actor, I knew that if I had any walls up with her, that mm. that wasn't even gonna be a possibility. So we, we both booked our roles. We show up in Savannah to shoot. We're going, we went out to dinner to get to know one another. So I made the choice to do something that I had never done before, which is I told someone that I work with that I'm gay. Because I've, um, I've never, that, that was the wall never told anybody that I work with. Now, I told uh, the actor who played my husband on Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce, I told him I was gay, but only after we worked together. Um, uh, so I realized that I had to do that with her. The show got picked up. Then the writers invited us into the writer's room one by one to discuss our characters and where we wanted to see the character go and, and how we you know, envisioned the role. And I realized that also that I couldn't take that meeting um, and have the character be everything that I knew he could be if I did not 
establish myself as an authority on the life of this character because I've lived it. Um, so I realized that I was going to have to let the writers know. And, and then once they knew that, then they would understand that my contribution was coming from a place of, of honesty and of authority. So, so I did that. So then the show, we shot the show, we did the show, everything went great, blah, 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 blah. But then I realized that when it came to talking about the character, that I had an opportunity to be of service in talking about the character and talking about my own experience. Because it's kind of one thing for an actor to play a gay character, but it's another thing for you to have an opportunity to really discuss your own experience and, and how that you know informed the character. So I didn't want to go through the press portion of the show with that wall up either. So, so that was why I decided to come out publicly. I always, you know, I'm always clear to make sure that I let people know that that was me coming out publicly, as well as I guess professionally, but but yeah, but everybody in my life knows that I'm gay and, you know, I go where I want to go. I go to clubs, I go to <laughs> pride, I do whatever. I take pictures with people for some reason. No one ever put it together, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to say, first of all, congratulations. That is a, an incredibly difficult thing to do. Ian and I are both gay and I was like whooping and hollering when I saw you post about it. I was like so happy, so delighted to see that kind of representation and like... This figure from when I was a teenager was a hero of mine is suddenly played by this gay actor. It was like such a such a pleasure to see happen. It was so great to see that celebration happening online. Um, was that a hard line? Sorry. So no, I did. Yeah, the celebration was uh, unexpected and unbelievable and overwhelming. What were you What were you about to ask me? Was it a hard what? Was it hard to maintain that firewall in your career for so long? Like, what was it like I, being I, on the set of, like, Angel, for example, and, like, not being able to talk about that sort of part of your that life? Was, that, there's a much more complex conversation that needs to happen if, I, if I'm going to take it all the way back to Angel. Um, <laughs> and I want to just, you know, make sure that I'm having the conversation in pieces because, you know, as, as I'm sure you two know, the conversation around sexuality is very complex. So... I won't specifically go into Angel. We can do that. We can do that at some point if you if you like. But um, and we can do it today even. But I'll answer the question from a general standpoint. Um, I was not 100% clear with myself that I was gay until I was 35. That's number one. Okay. I mean, That's I knew that I was attracted to men, but I wasn't clear to own the the um, the identity until I was 35. So up until that point, um, you know, well, throughout my career, was it hard? I mean, yes, I, I say that I was comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm. You know, I, I was a ninja. I that could, sounds familiar, yeah. Yeah, I could swap down a conversation about who I was seeing so <laughs> effortlessly. I could distract, dis, dis, you know, I, could, I was a magician. I could make right. you were seeing things that you were not seeing. You know? <laughs> but I never in my life ever said to anyone that I was straight. I never said that. Um, I never, you know, I never lied in that way. But I think that I lied by omission for sure. And, um, and in, in other ways. So, yeah, it was, 
it was hardest mostly psychologically on me. It was hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For survival, right? Like, I mean, the indus- do you feel like the industry is changing or is this just you're trying to break down a wall that's been up your whole life? I do feel like it's changing. Um, listen, I could, I could tell you, you both horror stories about the things that were said in my presence um, in the industry, people of influence, mm-hmm. no one from Angel, fortunately, because those are all really beautiful and wonderful accepting people. But I could never, I mean, I could tell you horror stories about the things, the messages that were sent to me as a young actor um, that made me feel like if anyone knew this, I would never get to do the thing that I felt like I was born to do. And the thing that I'm just so clear about loving and feeling like the reason why I'm on this planet is to be a storyteller and an actor. But I did have this feeling that if anybody knew, it would all be over. I can give you a scenario To give you an example, when I first moved to L.A., well, after I graduated from college, actually, I had a roommate who was a writer. My roommate at the time, imagine you're a 22-year-old actor, your roommate is a TV writer, and there was a line in his script that said, a black man who's gay and everybody knows it, that's career suicide. Talking about an actor, right? And and that was just the, that was the prevalent belief, really, amongst everyone. Uh, yeah, so, and then add that with the fact that multiple pilot seasons, when I first was acting professionally, not one black person on any television show that was picked up. Right, yeah. That is the climate from which I came of age in Los Angeles. So fast forward 20 years later, where here I am, playing a character that is a part of my life that I've hidden for so long. And I'm getting to, to like expose this part of my heart and this part of my being in the place where I was told it'd be over for you if they knew. It was the right time to open up, so. I have to say, I was watching Council of Dads last night, and there's so much joy in your face when I'm watching it. Like, it does seem like something has really just, like, opened up for you with this character. Like, it's really a pleasure to watch. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) It's beautiful work. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I mean, a lot of that is the character, too. And the the other brilliant lesson that I've learned as a result of this role is that... um, you know, please don't think I'm crazy. I do believe that the characters speak to me, but but halfway through the season, my character said to me, now, just because we are both gay, it does not mean that I am you and you are me. You have mm. to find me. I'm a totally different person than you. So oh, is that, me, yeah. That's fascinating, because like you've you've always had to play a character with such a different version than you that now it's like, finally for once, it's close and you have to remember to respect that boundary. Yes, but yes, but the the beautiful thing is they're all equally different for me. You know, we give so much. Uh, we give so much. Um, um, what's the word? Um, we give so much weight to sexuality, and it is important. But 
it's just one aspect of a person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there are all these other aspects of him that I had to uncover. Is that me? Oh my God. Um, I had to I had to figure out all the other aspects of who he was, like the fact that he played sports, the fact that he's an oncologist, um, the fact that he's married, the fact that he's a father, all of those things were so far away from me that I had to figure those out and figure out how they make this person. So that's really well said. Um, Thank you. So going back to Angel a little bit, um, yeah. on, so- on social media, you mentioned your favorite gun moment was when Wesley catches him singing in his office in season five. One of um, my favorite, yes. One. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so what are some of your other favorite uh, gun moments? Well, uh, and, and I definitely would say that was one of, because I have so many. So another one would be, when Gunn breaks into Wolfram and Hart to cause the distraction oh, for yeah. oh, in the lobby. <laughs> yes, definitely. That was the second episode I did as a guest star. And after I finished that scene, I was like, yeah, I got the part. I'm definitely coming back. To <laughs> um, then um, when Gunn goes on an adventure with Gwen and he's wearing the tuxedo and he fights five ninjas by himself, um, I love oh, that. Oh yeah, scene. the James Bond I, moment. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I love that scene because I did every I did the entire scene myself. My stuntman was there. Um, and you know, we do a little bit at a time and I, I kept knocking it out of the park. And everyone was like, Yes, stay in, stay in, stay in. So then I did the whole scene. Then my stuntman went and did one take. And then he and I sat down and watched it together. And we saw two places where they used him. But most of it is me. So I'm really proud of that moment. I had so much nice. <laughs> and, and he was so helpful. Like, he really gave me notes. And it, it, it was such a beautiful and fun day. Like, he was really on top of me in terms of, like, you know, point the toe. Like, watch what you're doing with your left hand. Okay, just more athletic. Spring back with that kick more. When you, you know, just giving me notes the whole time. So that was a favorite moment. Um, oh, man. Listen, I'm impressed you did all those stunts for that. Yeah, it was fun. It was a fun, fun, fun day. Uh, when you I look back on the character, what do you, what do you think about Gunn? Like, what was, what did he mean? What was the arc of that character to you? The cool thing about doing the retrospective that I just did on social media is honestly the first time that I look back and I go, damn, I did a really good job. (laughs) (laughs) You know, all these years, I just kind of felt like I was so struggling the whole time. And, and, um, you know, I was really looking for it and, and, and trying to find it. But when I was going through those pieces, I was like, that really seems like a different person from me. Um, just energetically. And uh, I was like, wow, I did a, uh, I was really proud of the work that I did. What he means to me is someone who, there was a sign that I had in the dressing room uh, on my character board and it said, why I call myself an activist. And I just look at him as an activist, as somebody who is willing to take on a cause and, and fight it all the way to the bitter end. I love that. And that is true of his arc on the show. I mean, he's there until the end. Uh, what are what are some of your favorite episodes of Angel? Uh, the ballet episode 
Oh yeah, that's very my, beautiful. That's my favorite too. Yeah. Yeah. I love that episode because we were all together every day of the episode and it was like it was so fun. We played Boggle in the trailer. <laughs> I just love it. And you that. all look so nice. I know. And we all look nice. It was a really special episode. I love that. I love the episode players um, because I love Alexa Davalos. So we worked very closely together. And um, it was a very gun-centric episode. And I really enjoyed uh, uh, just all of the notes that I had to hit as an actor. That was fun. Uh what was the one where we all went back to high school where we spin the bottle, spin the bottle. Oh, love, wow. Yeah. In the bottle <laughs> the puppet episode. Um, so many. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned the ballet cause that's always, anytime someone mentions angel, I'm like, Oh no, that's, I think that's like my favorite episode <clears throat> of the show. I think it's such a good episode. And I, you know, you're right. It's the cast members didn't, the cast on that show didn't always get to do the same thing together. Right. Um, you're, you're all doing this. You're all at the ballet together. So you're all there. Yes. And that didn't happen that often. Right. And there was just a group, a lovely group of people to be, a, be together with. So that's why I was so great. What were your relationships with them? Like, like I watched scenes of you and Amy Acker and I'm like, Oh, this is a real friendship. I think. Yeah. You know, what's so funny. Um, when, when we went to New York comic con, I hope they don't mind me saying this and I don't think that they would. <laughs> New York Comic Con. What month was that? Do you know? Was it September or October? I think it was, I think I was done with, uh, I don't remember. But anyway, it was a little bit ago. So uh, I really hope they don't mind me saying this. But <laughs> uh, so prior to uh, coming out publicly, because while I was shooting the show, I had a feeling that I was going to do it because I knew that mm -hmm. I wasn't going to be able to, you know, talk about the show without talking yeah. about me. So when we were at New York Comic Con, that's where we did the 20th anniversary, right? New York City Comic Con. Yes. Right? Yeah. 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 And that was, I just can't remember what month it was. Anyway, me, Amy, Amy's husband, James, and Alexis went to dinner and I told them that I was gay there. Wow. And, uh, and, and Amy's husband got up from the table and hugged me. Oh. It, was thing. it was just hilarious. And they were awesome. And I was just happy that I got a chance to tell them uh, myself before they would find out about it any other way. Um, unfortunately, Charisma wasn't at the table. I wanted to tell her too, but we never got, we were never alone together before we left. Yeah. So, so yeah. That's really, that's actually really sweet. Yeah, that's a really nice story. Um, so before we let you go, uh, I got to ask, how do you see Gunn? I mean, in the finale, and I know they do have the comics where they mm -hmm. do Gunn his own arc, but how did you envision him after that finale where it's like he's on his last leg, but he's still ready to fight? I leave it right there. My imagination stops. Right oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. It stops right at that moment. I have nothing past it. Um... You know, people always ask me, did I read the comic book? The answer is no, because I had to leave it right there in that alley. I don't know what happens. Um, I don't want to know what happens unless I get to act it, unless I get to perform it. Um, but yeah, we said goodbye in that alleyway and mm. that's where we're, yeah, that's where we're, where we part ways. I really like I'm that. I was proud of him, and I was proud of how he went out. He went out like a G, and I love it. <laughs>
<laughs> well, we're proud well, of you. This has been yes. such a pleasure. Um, thank you so much for this character. Thank you so much for your activism. Thank you so much for having this amazing coming out moment that like has like retroactively rewritten part of my own childhood. Um, it's been such a pleasure talking with you. Yeah, let everyone know where they can find you and uh, promo anything you want to promo. It was awesome talking to you guys too. Thank you so much for having me. Um, you can follow me on social media. Uh, you know where to find me. It's uh, at J August Richards. Um, J is an initial, no period. You can find me across all social media platforms that way and watch Council of Dads on Thursdays on NBC at 8 p.m. 7 Central. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you all for listening. If you like our podcast, you can find us at SlayerFestX98 on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and other places podcasts are found. And you can subscribe to us on YouTube, and you can become a patron of our Patreon, which really helps keep this podcast going. If you want to follow me, I am at Ian X Carlos on all social media platforms. Anthony, where can everyone find you? I am Mia Koopa, terrible Latin pun on every platform, M-E-A-K-O-O-P-A. All right, and thank you so much for this, and thank you everyone for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.